And we're back to sports. So, I'm going to be talking uh, NFL uh, labor negotiations. Uh, enjoy the ad. Now, let me begin by saying this is a very complicated issue of which I am not privy to all the information. A lot of this is going to be me talking on my ass. However, uh, this is the way I see things. So, the NFL uh, has what's called a collective bargaining agreement, which runs out next year. Now, here's the uh, thing about collective bargaining agreements. The more... um, players there are in the union versus, say, the 32 owners, uh, it is harder to get solidarity. Like, the NBA um, has less players than uh, football, uh, which I forget, I want to say there's less players overall in baseball, but anyway, if I were to rank the unions on just ability to tell the owners, fuck off, uh, it goes baseball, basketball, uh, NFL. Just because the NFL historically has never been uh, able to build a strong union. The baseball union in, in like the 90s or whatever, god damn, that thing was a beast. Uh, so, with uh, the NFL, there is uh, a trend that... Um, they want the the owners want more games. They they, they always wanted more games. Uh, players, uh, depending on who's in charge, they, they want uh, certain things. Um, they've wanted a pension. They wanted health care afterwards. Now, uh, they like like for life. The uh, they wanted free agency. Like these are all big sports things. Like free agency, the ability to like. Uh, like, when your contract is over, you're allowed to choose your destiny. Um, now, this CBA is in an interesting position because the TV deal that the NFL has, like, uh, with the networks, is up. So they are renegotiating. Now, this is important because... If the NFL can get the CBA to uh, have a 17th game, that is over 10 years, um, uh, 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 like 17 times, uh, uh, I don't know, um, 16 times 10, like there's going to be a, a hundred extra games overall because if, like if, like if every team plays uh, a 17th game, that's I know it's like two teams have to play each other, so uh, like times times thirty, whatever. The point is, uh, with the TV money, with the extra, because the, I think everyone agrees that they want an extra playoff spot, and so that the playoffs are um, uh, like currently like there's two first round buys, but then they want to set it up so that only the team that's number one is the one that gets the first round buy. So. Uh, when the NFL goes to the TV networks, they're saying, hey, we're giving you more playoff games, we're giving you more uh, games in general, and we are uh, set on that for 10 years. Like, because they want all that money. Um, now, with the Players Association, the, uh, 
that is their leverage. Uh, oh, you want uh, uh, a 17th game? What are you offering? And this is where uh, you're going to see the division because the players have the leverage and it's not a lot of leverage and it's only good until the TV deals are negotiated. So uh, the, 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 the big question is, what's, what's an extra game worth uh, to them? Uh, in negotiation, because a lot of people, like a lot of people on like the lower end of the roster, like the the player minimums, get raised. Now, if you're the 53rd uh, man on the roster, or 52nd, whatever, uh, I, I know like there it's 50 plus people on a football team. Is it like less practice? Is it? Um, which, by the way. Uh, I know that there's a lot of defenders of having less practice, uh, and I understand the, the logic of it. Too. However, I can make it, uh, an argument that uh, the amount of injuries and the amount and the quality of football has gotten down because of the uh, lack of practice. Now, I'm not saying that uh, the counterpoint that the coaches aren't as good. They, like a coach that uh, needs uh, his team to practice 90 hours versus 40 hours uh, a week isn't uh, like I, I respect the fact that they took out the arms race of practice out of uh, the equation. It's like, all right, everyone has the same amount of practice. So what it comes down to is, do you have a good coach that can do it? However, there are certain positions where, like, you need reps. Like, you need reps. Reps upon reps upon reps, and uh, like the amount of efficiency that that comes with it, I don't know if that works uh, into the equation. So that that's why I think like we've seen uh, like uh, a couple things go downhill. Like it, like it's put a premium on offensive line players. Like you need to be a great offensive line player uh, from the beginning uh, to uh, kind of succeed in. Uh, the new CBA for the last 10 years. So, moving back to it. So, the things that you're realizing are that the the players, uh, reps or whatever, I think it was like, a, like an 11-man uh, executive uh, team. Um, there was a vote on whether or not to go with, like, things as they are. Like, like everything that's been on the table that they've negotiated, like uh, that they negotiated themselves, six of the people said no, this is a bad deal. Five of the guys said yeah, this is a good deal. Now, what I'm seeing as a uh, trend is everyone is saying overall this is a bad deal, and I'm inclined to agree because uh, if you're giving it. If you're if you're playing an extra game uh, on top of like the the season, uh, like that's extra wear and tear, that's whatever. Like and and you're still getting I don't know 48 percent of the the cut from uh, everything the NFL does because that's the way it works. Owners get 52 percent, players get 48. Uh, I know two percent doesn't sound like much, but when it's two percent of I don't know how many billions of dollars uh, divided up amongst uh, like everybody it, it works itself out 
to a lot of money. So the I don't know what the players should ask for. I'll tell you what, I don't even know what the players can ask for, period, because um, I've heard multiple people like uh, over ge- over the generations. Mike Woolick Sr. Um, was a uh, player rep, I think, at one point. I'm not entirely sure about that as I say it, but uh, he was a part of like the 1980s uh, like uh, strike or lockout. I forget what the, the deal was with that. But the, the issue becomes solidarity. Uh, the issue becomes... Uh, Who's, uh, who's not going to cross the picket line if there is a strike or if there is a lockout? Um, so, but the way I've heard other CBA discussions uh, held before was there is non-starters to begin with. It's like, okay, uh, first things first, we are not getting rid of the franchise tag, which for those of you that don't know, the franchise tag is basically a hook that uh, the owners have, uh, that the team has, this is like, okay, we can't reach an agreement, all right, you are the one guy that we are not uh, willing to let walk, so we are going to pay you um, the average of the top five players at your position, we're going to pay you for it, uh, so that um, we have you for another year, and... Uh, the way the franchise tag works is that, like, say you're, like, it's not a hostage situation, per se. Like, uh, a player can just, like, sit out. If they, if, they, if they refuse to play, they can sit out. However, if a, um, uh, team multiple times franchise tag, they're in a Kirk Cousins situation. I think Kirk Cousins is the highest paid quarterback over the last five years because he just got franchise tag uh, consecutively, and if that happens, um, like, the consecutive tags, uh, it increases. Like, the first time you get tagged, you get um, the average of the top five uh, players' uh, contracts at your position, which, by the way, probably goes up year to year because new guys keep getting paid. So, because every time, every year, uh, the top guys, they get a new monster contract, and like, at a certain point, that's going to go down, but still, if the, um, like, like, give me an example, like, uh, like, like, Eli Manning got paid, then, now, I'm, I'm just running through it, Drew Brees got paid, uh, Drew Brees, uh, was a better quarterback, but he has less Super Bowl, so, uh, he gets more money, then, uh, Andrew Luck, back when he was playing, uh, came up as a young guy. Uh, he's the heart and soul of the team. He, he's carried, put the team on his back multiple times. Uh, Andrew Luck, uh, 100 mil, $112 million. Okay. Uh, then Aaron Rodgers. Well, Aaron Rodgers has actually won a Super Bowl. He's uh, performed really well in comparison to Andrew Luck. Uh, $120 million, uh, like uh, for four years, whatever. Like this much guaranteed. Then um, uh, Russell Wilson wins the Super Bowl the year that that he's about to have a contract. Uh, So I was like, well, I just won myself a a big-ass contract, so pay me up big. And 
with that, uh, like that's how the franchise tag, especially a quarterback or like everyone, the NFL like somehow finds better players. Like they they're just growing them on trees. Like they're few and far between, but uh, like bigger, faster, stronger uh, is the is the norm. Uh, like year to year. So anyway, uh, that could be a non-starter. The, the owners say, we're keeping the franchise tag. Uh, that's good. Okay. So, okay, someone just got hit. That's a grill. All right. All right. So, I don't know what the level of, like, like non-starters that they've thrown out. And besides, this isn't like something that happened over a weekend. This happened... Okay, that truck just lost the tire completely. So anyway, the with the uh, discussion, the thing that they negotiated themselves, the that went down six to five, the that was months, maybe years of negotiating, and there is no guarantee that. The deal that the uh, players get, if they vote this one down, and if the TV negotiations are done, which, by the way, if the players want to stick it to the owners and you know cut their nose and spite their face themselves, uh, it's like, like, uh, tell you what, we'll give you the 17th game, but you're going to make less money than you would have uh, because you negotiated uh, for. Uh, like 16 seasons, uh, 10 games, 16 seasons, or whatever. Like, and then the owners can come back and say, Oh, yeah, uh, guess what? Like, the deal that uh, was kind of cushy for your uh, lower end of the roster, roster guys, gone. Like, and this one is worse. So, because here's the issue the owners have a lot of the cards and a lot of the leverage. And the the way I see it, the players have a uh, window of opportunity to uh, come out and uh, get a better deal, which they may not be able to get. Um, so, because here, historically with football, the players always get a crappy deal. Uh, and they don't have the ability to... Uh, strike or what have you because like the average player's uh, uh, career is three years three years in the NFL that's three years as a, like, a productive running back three years as a uh, uh, lower end of the roster guy because the stars stick around for a while the like the the running backs like like they're in their prime when they're first drafted and then uh, like the, the more mileage they get on their bodies, the less valuable they are. The, the number of guys that just like circle through and uh, like are fighting for a roster spot end up on a practice squad. The like they're all union members, but the the things I see changing, uh, well, especially because the thing I found out this morning was. Uh, the current uh, uh, Players Association president is 
no longer going to be the president, so the, um, they're having a vote. There's like five guys that are up for the, uh, position, and if one of the five guys that voted down the deal, uh, wins the election, they could start all over immediately. Now, uh, some, so that's going to change. Um, here's something that I heard about because, like, uh, like I, like I said, I, Dominique Foxworth is a guy uh, I listen to like, when I get a chance. I don't know if it was like he was commenting on uh, the possibility of running backs getting their own union because, to be honest with you, running backs uh, overall get screwed the most because. When running backs uh, come into the league, um, they're already at the tail end of their prime. Their, their best years are going to be when they are younger, like in college. Like their college years are the years that uh, they uh, like, they do their best work. They're the freshest because running back is like run faster. Okay, run this route, uh, and uh, they. They go to college. They they play at Alabama. They uh, they run the ball every goddamn time. And they get hit, and like there's been plenty of cases where a guy who's an incredible running back gets his knee shredded up like in a shitty game uh, that, that didn't really matter, and uh, his uh, like, he he gets drafted in the third round instead of like the first round. Which by the way, that is a lot of money's difference. He went from like a million dollars to, I don't know, 50 grand. So, there's been a lot of, like, there's been some talk of a a separate running backs union, and to be honest with you, I hope they get it, because, uh, like, like, screw the colleges, like, they they can, they can find other guys that are just good enough, it'll just help out people with that one, so that the star running backs that would be great in college can just be like, hey, uh, we want to be the exception that gets uh, that we could play in the NFL at 18. All right, so uh, how do I see things going? Um, I can easily see the players screwing this one up, but they're in a no-win situation. Like I do not know what the the deal exists in some alternate Earth that is beneficial to all the players. Like, like you know that, that like uh, mythological uh, deal that everyone talks about where everyone walks away happy? Like, that is, like, unfathomable to me. However, I can see a deal where everyone walks away unhappy. Equally unhappy. And you know what? That seems like a fair deal. And... I think that might be the one that happens because if the if the owners can't negotiate a TV deal uh, with more money because there's a 17th game in the season, uh, actually no wait if there's a 17th uh, game in the season that means there's an 18th week so that means there are um, like another 30 or 32 games whatever it is so 32 t- times 10 whatever. Uh, yeah, that's pro- or 16. Would it be 16 games because there's 30 teams, 15 playing each other? Anyway, there's gonna be like 300 to 600 games 
more. If they can get that kind of money from the TV people, like it, uh, with the current deal that they're negotiating, like there's more money. But you know what? If the NFL were to strike and they had replacement players like across the league, the XFL just became the NFL. Guess what? The NFL makes the same amount of money uh, from TV because it's guaranteed. Guaranteed money. Now. I don't know if there's like a clause in there that would affect that. But here's the thing. Uh, that That's why, like, uh, if there's no season, uh, guaranteed money from the TV deal, uh, NFL could just like, hey, uh, every Sunday we're having a concert series going on. Come see Taylor Swift. Come see Katy Perry. Whatever. Uh, we'll, we'll rent out the stadiums. Hell, there's a coronavirus going on. We may not even uh, have to. We're not even considering attendance at this point. We'll play in an empty stadium. So. Uh, this is gonna, like I'm going to follow up on this like when the actual deal is done. Because this is an interesting conversation of which that I really can't uh, like poke my nose into too much. Like all I can all I can say is like the general landscape. The, the players are in a very uh, bad position overall. They weren't in a great one to start with, and uh, like this deal could cost them money. This deal could like uh, like for another ten years. It stays at sixteen games. That might be a win for them, just because uh, like they don't uh, have to deal with uh, like the extra wear and tear. So, all right, peace. This podcast is brought to you by Double Barrel Theater. Please check out our comics. Check out our Facebook. Check us out on Twitter. Like, check out the uh, the author Matthew Kale. On Twitter, MWKO, and on Instagram, MWKO. Peace.